This is week on Brothers Ballin. We're talking about the NBA Finals. Steph, Clay, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. And we talk a little bit about Golden State's golden run. Brothers Ballin. Here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to another week of Brothers Ballin' Podcast. We are brothers, we are ballin', talking about the NBA Finals this week. And of course, we are excited because of all the uh, championship uh, games or championship series, this one is exciting because it lasts literally two weeks, okay? So it Mm -hmm. gives you a lot of time to kind of dot your team, pump your team up, do whatever it is you need to do. So. Just like we do every week, we got two hosts. John, say what's up to the people. How's it going, people? Got a good show for you today. Can't wait to get into it. And, of course, I am Rob, and we are ready to go. So, uh, game one of the NBA Finals is in the books, Golden mm. State and Boston. The finals that we kind of all expected after about the second round, uh, especially once Chris Middleton went down, uh, Boston advancing to the NBA Finals, of course, and then the and then, of course, the Warriors uh, reclaiming their spot as a top team out West. Game one is over. Game one saw Boston go on a 40-16 to 16 fourth quarter run to beat the Warriors in San Francisco, 120-108. to 108. John, what are your impressions of this first game? Like I said, this series is going to go – it's going to go long. Um I feel like it's going to go either six or seven. Uh, Boston has size. And I have had said from the beginning, my my fear for the Warriors is if Boston uh, um, plays its size. Now, um, just Jason Tatum had a horrible first game. We, we, We talk about his scoring ability. And what he can put on the table, but his assists were very good because he mm-hmm. because the, the guys he was passing the ball to were knocking down their threes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't expect for him to have another to have a bad game like that again in this series. Um, but I do expect the Warriors to respond, and I expect that this series will go six to seven. Yeah. Um, I just felt that. If you really look, if you really watch the game, and I like to break the game down in parts. If you look at the first three quarters, mm-hmm. despite how poorly I think Clay and Poole played, mm-hmm. the Warriors played very well. Mm-hmm. To me, it's their lack of respect and of three point shooters. They're they're not a good three point shooting defending team. No. The Warriors, they're nope. not because they leave guys wide open. Okay. And it burns them. Now, do I expect mm-hmm. do I expect Boston to shoot lights out again like that? No. But they have to. <laughs> you you got to put bodies on guys because the yeah. the Celtics have a lot of guys that can get hot from the three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I just feel personally, I feel you, you know if, if I want to wrap this up in a bow, I 
I felt the Warriors were a little tired. Like, like after the first three quarters, you start seeing guys putting their hands on their shorts. Mm-hmm. That it, fatigue is fatigue is starting to settle in. Yeah, maybe um, some of the rust. Yeah, so, but I feel that the Warriors will respond. I feel the series will go six to seven. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that the Celtics won because I felt the Celtics could get game one. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm just surprised at the way they got game one. Yeah, yeah, right. I think definitely. That's, like, that's that's the surprise, but yeah, I expected I expected the Celtics. For me, I expected the Celtics to actually win game one, so the outcome didn't surprise me. I just mm-hmm. it it it's the way it happened that surprised me a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, definitely like going hot in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. It seems like Al Horford doesn't ever miss when he shoots from, from the corner. I don't know right, what the right. heck he has taken. You know, he was never like that automatic when he was with Atlanta. Uh, but all of a sudden, you know, he can't miss from the uh, corner. Derek White all of a sudden can't miss. So, yeah, they got Der- hot. Yeah, Derek White. Uh, one thing I got to say about Derek White, his confidence as the playoffs have continued has gotten stronger. Yes. In his yes. game. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't see this in the net series. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. The, net, the, the Nets net were leaving him. They were leaving him wide open. It was yeah. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum who just dominated Brooklyn. Yeah, but uh, like Derek White has been hitting his shots. Marcus Smart has become a better three point shooter. Yep. I I would always, you know, if you're Golden State, and I think they did this for the most part. My weakest offender is guarding Marcus Smart because Marcus Smart is really a is really a spot-up shooter. He doesn't have the moves correct, to get to correct, the basket. Correct. So correct. I'm putting my weakest offender on him and, you know, helping. Because that's the thing. If you're going to help, Marcus Smart is still the guy you're going to help off of. He right. hot and cold. I want um, him I want him to shoot me out the building. It's not going to yeah. happen. Uh, so, so, yeah, we, I think we both agree. Kind of see it the same way. It was surprising how the fourth quarter went. But I think Golden State still has enough when it comes to their matchups, their players. The players just just have to play better. Clay has to hit more shots. Jordan Poole has to show up. Yeah, uh, and, and, and Jordan Poole has to understand something. Like this is your audition if you're trying to get the big money. Okay. Yep. This is your and, audition time. And also, Draymond Green took twelve shots. Draymond Green cannot take twelve <laughs> shots. That 100, is hundred percent agree. That but, is a that's a problem. Right. Okay? But uh, we got to say something about Boston's defense. Boston, Boston, you got to say. Ime is his basketball IQ is amazing. Like him, him and kid, I think have amazingly high basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was like, look, if they're going to beat me, let Draymond beat me because yeah. let's not talk about. And as much as I hate giving Skip Bayless a little credit, Skip Bayless has been pounding the table talking about how Steph Curry went, when the moment gets hot, he he starts to fade. He starts to fade away a little bit. I think I think that's that's um, total crap. When you when you look at it, remember the first quarter, Steph dropped twenty one in mm-hmm. the first quarter. Mm-hmm. The rest of the game, he got thirteen. He got, he had thirteen, and so and and he he, he, he started missing again. He, he started going started going cold. Yeah, but to, see, to my thing is like this. Okay, so we know how great a shooter he is, the greatest shooter we've ever seen. Right. So if he misses two or three shots in a row, 
everybody's like, oh my gosh, he is no, he's he- cold. Oh my gosh, he's fading away. Oh my listen, Boston played some better defense. Right. Okay. And of course, that's gonna affect the quality of shots and the quantity of shots that he's gonna be able to get. Right. My but the issue thing is, but is Rob- the spacing. Right. Golden State has got to do a better job of other guys getting involved. If one other guy gets involved, okay, Steph is literally unguardable. Because if you can't, uh, you know, have all five guys with eyes on Steph, okay, Mm -hmm. to jump uh, pick and rolls, to switch on him when he's uh, running the baseline, he's he's impossible to guard. If somebody else is going off, uh, Stephen Curry is going to destroy you because he's the best mover without the ball in the league. He's, a, mm, he's the best. He's the best catch and shoot guy in the league, and he's the best off the dribble three point shooter in the league. So, however you want to get it, he can give it to you. However, he needs somebody else to kind of pick up the slack and help him out. And I think it will be. You're going to have a couple of games in which Clay produces, like what that kind of vintage Clay Thompson kind of performance. But they need the consistency from Poole. Uh, Jordan Poole has to play. He's got to play well. And they right. have to get easy buckets for, for Looney. And like I said, Draymond Green can't take 12 shots. Okay? Cannot take 12 shots. Mm-hmm. So wait, that's, that's almost double what he really need, needs to take. So um, I think, you know, moving forward now, talking kind of spinning it forward. Right. What, uh, what do you see kind of transpiring in the next, you know, like you say, five, six games that are left in, in this series? Well, so I, I I see I see the Warriors are going to make some adjustments. The Warriors are going to adjust to the style. Mm-hmm. The key thing, so this is this is what plays well for Boston. What plays well mm-hmm. for Boston is Al Horford can rotate on a lot of different players, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because of his basketball IQ, right? Yep. The thing is. And and this is what the Warriors are going to have to. This is what this is the lineup I think the Warriors need to put on the floor. Mm-hmm. That's going to help them succeed. They need to put on the floor. They need to move Draymond to the five. Okay, move Draymond to the five. Don't play Looney. But Looney had a good game in game one. Right. He, Rob. I understand that, but you have to look at what. The, who the to me, and this is where Steve Kerr has to understand something. Ime Adoka plays a set of players per game, right? Mm-hmm. You what you want on the floor, you don't want Williams on the floor because Williams, because he's a spacer and can jump out the building, mm-hmm. he can affect shots from the free throw line in. And he affected a lot of shots. Yeah, he, he affects, had four blocks. Right. He, probably he affected affects like everything more. in that circular area, right? Mm-hmm. What you want is you want to force Ime to not have him on the floor, to only but keep I, Horford on the floor. And- well, here's the thing. If you have just Draymond, Robert Williams can guard just Draymond. Right. So, it's, so, so this is the thing. Remember what we said. We don't want Draymond shooting, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to... We're going to lose on the rebounding edge. I want Wiggins on the floor mm-hmm. because I, I I believe Wiggins can handle Williams. Williams is a corner three-point shooter. 
Grant Williams. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Grant Williams. I feel that Wiggins. And, and the thing is, that's my issue. Because they played Looney, that kept Wiggins off the floor. No, Wiggins starts. So it's well, Looney. He, yeah, he starts. But the thing is, when they try to put, to me, I would just play Looney, even though he had a good game. I would play Looney no more than 10 minutes in this series. I don't know. I want to force. Know. Here's the thing. I want to force Ime to pick and choose. If he's going to play, if he's going to play Williams and Horford, okay. right? Uh-huh. Because Williams and Horford, they hang around the paint area, mm-hmm. right? I want to pull one of those guys away from the paint. Yeah, but if I want to pull and then, one away from and the then, paint. And, and, and his thing, because we pass the ball and we move a lot, if we keep one of them out the paint, we only have to worry about we're going to get wide open shots. With their pick but, and rolls and their, and their movement, they're going to get. I guarantee you, watch Steve Kerr. Watch the one thing about Steve Kerr, and here's the thing that I realized we complained so much about how we felt Mark Jackson got dealt a bad hand when he coached the Golden State Warriors, right? We, mm-hmm. we, we talked about that for years. I, I, I went back and looked at this data set, and w- when Mark Jackson had the Warriors, right? In terms of their assists, right? They were the worst assist team in the league. Yeah, they were, they were the worst passing team. Right. They he they were getting better right. when he took over. Steve Kerr took them to a different level. Right. When Steve Absolutely. Kerr went so I was looking at this data set. This is that Steve Kerr, the one thing he changed was the ball had to move. Yes, and that's important. And because the ball started moving, mm-hmm. they started literally. <laughs> they ended up in the finals. Yeah. Um, Pretty much over, every year yeah, they've had yeah. a, a whole team. They they've been in the finals. Right. And so, you know, going back, and and I keep saying this data is data is very important. And I overlooked the treatment of Mark Jackson to what literally happened. Two areas changed. Their defensive efficiency changed and their assists. They went from the worst to the first year with Steve Kerr in the top five. And then after that, they went number one. Yeah. So a coaching change caused caused that. And also it caused them a lot. It gave them a lot of success. Mm-hmm. Um, past that. But, you know, back to this game, Steve Kerr is going to make some adjustments. I guarantee in this game two, you're going to see a lot more Wiggins on the floor and a lot less Looney. But Wiggins Man. plays plays a lot of minutes. If he's not going to play Looney, that's fine. You can replace him with Otto Porter. Right. Okay. Um, I think Iguodala played too many minutes. Right. It, uh, he's very rusty. Iguodala, he, listen, Iguodala, in my opinion, doesn't need to doesn't need to come off the bench in this series. No, I I would agree. I would prefer yeah. I would prefer the length and uh, Otto speed Porter of, of Kuminga over um, Andre Iguodala. Right, because, but the, but my issue with Kuminga is Kuminga Kuminga's a little wild. I yeah, think, but yeah. I really want him defensively. Right, he he'll help because he can guard he'll guard 
every position on the floor. Right. There isn't a player on the floor that he can't guard um, yeah. when it comes to Boston. So, so to me, the person that's going to lose some minutes in this series to me is going to be Looney. I'm going to – I get – I guarantee you they're going to look at the tape and they're going to say, okay, we're going to – as much as we love Looney, we're going to play him less in order for the ball to move a lot more freely. Mm-hmm. And so and that's what that's why I say I'm not worried about the Warriors. I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, the Warriors choke. I'm not worried about the Warriors because they make very good adjustments. And I know Steve Kerr over the years, watching what he did in finals after finals, he makes mm-hmm. very good adjustments because he comes from the Popovich tree. Yep. And and Ime Ime will make adjustments, and Ime is going to listen, he's a he's a phenomenal coach. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel, I just feel in terms of the personnel, when I'm looking at the personnel from one to eight, I analyze teams from your one to your eight, your, your, your top eight against, against the other team's top eight mm-hmm. the Warriors top eight is better. Yeah. On paper, I mean, it's better. They have, um, Boston has, has better length. Uh, right. Warriors have better shooting, better right. passing. And I think better, um, abilities, uh, I mean, if you were to rank the top 10 players in this series, I think probably looking at five from both teams. Tatum, Brown, Smart, Curry, uh, Draymond, Wiggins. Yeah. Um, You know, if you you have Horford in there. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Clay Thompson, I think, is one of the top 10 players in this series. Right. He has to play like it. If he hits his shots. Again, I told you, you Clay Thompson will never be the defender he was ever again. Yes, but he'll be better than he is now. Like he, he'll but be better than he is now. You got the understand. issue, right? But the he issue hasn't is lateral played movement. ball in two years, right? But he it, hasn't played ball in two years. You got to give I him time it. to get to get his. I get it to get his body right. Lateral movement for him is is not it, 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 it's, it's not going to be. It would never be back to the Clay Thompson that he was prior to injury, and he's going against two guys that laterally move at a high oh, yeah. efficient level. In Brown yeah. and Tatum, you know, and I would say that I would say that's why I, I say would start to put him put him on Grant Williams a little bit. Yeah, but Grant, Grant Williams doesn't start. So when is he right. going to be matched up against Grant Williams? My thing is, if you're going to go small, Clay's got to guard, uh, you know, one of those one of those guys. So if he's guarding Jalen Brown, I am not against them really blitzing Jalen Brown and forcing Jalen Brown to be a passer. Because I think that's right. that's a part of his game that's that needs development. Right. Like he's not a great passer. Force him to pass. I agree. And I don't and I don't understand how he gets away with like four or five travels every single game. Like he literally has he literally traveled three or four times. He got called for one of them. Okay. And well, he, and hey Rob, let, let's be clear. <laughs> I've seen a lot of traveling in the NBA this season. This like has been called. He literally Listen, John Morant, as much as John Morant, as much as I love John Morant, that bro, tra- that guy travels. Yeah, he travels and he carries a lot. But, oh, he carries know. big time. Like, they, like, like in, in the Warriors series, there was a carry he did. And the thing is, because it happened so fast, I didn't see it. The ball was here. He took three steps before the ball even hit the ground again. Yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yes. So, definitely a... Um, that's why Rick Barry's so pissed off um, talking about the, these guys 
get away with travel that NBA needs to start calling it. Yeah, I would agree. You know, there's a lot of traveling that, that goes on in these games. So, obviously, uh, we're talking about the NBA Finals, and you cannot talk about the recent NBA Finals without mentioning the Warriors. They've been in six of the last mm. eight finals. Mm. Mm. Six of the last eight. Um, the last team to go six of the last eight, I believe, would be the uh, the Bulls. Jordan right. and, and the Bulls back in the late, in the uh, mid you can say early. No, it's the early. 90s. The 90s. Uh, yeah, I mean, they early, ran that decade. Early, early to late. Yeah, they ran They ran that decade, um, the Chicago Bulls. So six out of eight. So we're – I have a conversation about ranking the teams that, um, you know, actually won the finals, okay? Uh, you, of course, they won in 2014-2015. They lost in 2015-2016. That was the Draymond series where they, uh, you know, he got suspended. Then they get KD, and they make the finals in 16, 17, 17, 18, and 18, 19. And then, of course, this one this year in uh, 2022. So I want to go first on this and talk about, you know, the best version of them. Obviously, I think is the 2016, 2017 year. That's the first year that KD came to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. After they lost to uh, Cleveland, I mean, they basically lost one game the entire postseason. They swept the first round against the, the Blazers. They swept the Jazz. They um, swept the uh, Spurs. That was when I believe Kawhi got injured. And they went ahead and swept or lost four games, or sorry, not lost, beat Cleveland four games to one after, you know, being able to get up to 3-0 on the Cavs. That obviously was the best uh, version of them. Uh, And I believe, listen, if KD had never left, we probably would be looking at them eight consecutive finals appearances and probably going for, like, championship number, like, five or six. Like, that was – that team in the most – in recent memory – was likely the most unbeatable team, I think, since Shaq and Kobe. So I know we're ranking them, you know, based on also their outcomes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, yep. like, like that year they won a championship. Mm-hmm. My number one, honestly, um, and I'm basing it on the team. Yeah. This team did not win the finals, but that 73 and 9 team to me was special. Oh, yeah, they were special. Um, they were special. Because a the personnel they had on the roster, they had scoring, they had defense, um, they had, they had, you know, let's not forget what had to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Had that not happened, that series would have been over. With with, with Draymond, yeah. yeah, I believe that, that series like Draymond that series would have been over in less than five. Yeah, it would have been over. No, it would have been over. Yeah, in five, it would have been a five game series, right? Yeah, I believe that wholeheartedly. That if Draymond had not been suspended, and I think the league felt comfortable suspending him because Golden State was up three games to one, right? So they said, okay, yeah, we'll let them, you know, lose, and then they'll, you know, we'll get a longer and I feel and I feel that that messed up the rhythm. Like to me, give them give the Cavs that game. The next game it would have been over. The Cavs, listen, yeah. the Cavs were overmatched. There were just yeah. too many bodies. Um, there were just too many bodies to handle. Um, and 
I just felt that 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 team was to me that team was my number one. They didn't win, mm-hmm. you know, but that team was number because of just when I looked at the team from one, you could go one to ten on that team. They were better at every position mm-hmm. than any other team in the league. Now, of yeah. course, when they got KD, to me, to me that was a cheat code, right? <laughs> that was a cheat code. But it's so ironic, you know, we're talking about ranking the the Golden State Warriors teams. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's not forget, Kyrie was on Boston. KD was on Golden State. Both players decided to join forces. In Both Brooklyn. players have yet to make it back to the finals. No. But their teams that they played for are in the finals. Yep. Go yep. figure that. Yep. Right? Three years later. Right. But the thing is, for me, I think, I know you got the 2017 team. The- yeah, 2017, 18 team. Yeah, I mean, the team went. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no I'm sorry. The 16, 17. Yeah, that was 16, KD. 17, yeah. That was the first year of, of KD. Yeah, for me, for me, it, it, it was that because because here's the thing, I never anticipated a team ever beating the Bulls 72 and 10. Oh yeah, that was. I never that was fathomed in the way the game was played today that a mm-hmm. team could beat that record. Yeah, and they did, and 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 let's not forget they were blowing the brakes off. Yeah, everybody they played. Yep, yep. But to me, getting KD, in my opinion, salted because to me, I was to me, I felt the NBA prevented Chris Paul from joining Kobe Bryant. The NBA yep. did that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna fast forward and allow that to happen. Well, that's on the players. The players had mm-hmm. a spike in salary. They opted instead of smoothing it in, they opted to get the lump sum and added all. <coughs> Excuse me, in one postseason. They added it all in one postseason. Okay, so what happens? You give a team a 20 extra million, the Warriors played with, with their numbers and they and they got one of the best players. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, what do you say? They did a great job. They did. You know, they did a great job. So I got that team going. The next team that I have, uh, I really believe the team that lost to the Raptors would have been, um, you know, would have been the second best team had they not gotten injured. That 18-19 team, mm-hmm. even though they didn't win, I think they were playing at their best. That was the third year of KD. I think everybody was in rhythm. They had, it was a lot, even though there was a lot of noise about KD leaving throughout the entire season. I like the way that team was playing um, as the season, you know, as the playoffs kind of, you know, kind of progressed. They had a tough first round against the Clippers who were scrappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat the Rockets, remember, without Kevin Durant. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, they beat the Trailblazers, swept the Trailblazers uh, without uh, Kevin Durant. I think that was one of the best teams. It was just the injuries kind of derailed them. And then I like their – I like that 73-win that team after, after them. I, and then I like their first rendition, the 2014-15 squad. Um, and then lastly, the six, the um, what was it? Was it the 16-17? No, the 17-18 squad that basically should have lost to the Rockets, I think, was probably the team that I think was the most beatable. Um you you can flip flop the 2014-15 in that team. That right. team, even even though they swept the finals, I mean the Cavaliers team that showed up in the finals wasn't 
wasn't really much of a threat. So, right. So for me, I'm going to just do this in in this order. The previous five Mm -hmm. Uh, for me was a 2016 team that went 73 and nine. Second is the 2018 team. Okay. That went 16 and one in in, in the playoffs. Correct. The 2018 Uh team. Then the 2017 team, the first year of KD. Mm-hmm. Fourth place is the 2019 team, the team that lost to the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And the 2015 team, I have them last as. Um, yeah, I'm that right, was, I'm they right were. Right. And yeah, I can agree with that. Um, they were young. Remember, they benefited greatly from Kyrie's injury. Yes, they in benefited the, in the, in the NBA and, finals. And listen, I know people will talk about, oh, LeBron, but LeBron's stat line was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much, they posted him up every single possession and said, yeah. you either swore or if you get doubled, you know, pass it. And somehow um, they gave the MVP to Iguodala, which was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. So when the guy he was guarding literally averaged a triple double. Yeah. And they gave him the MVP, which I mean, just shows that, the hate that some of these voters have for light skinned people. Yep. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand what, what that was about. I mean, Seth Curry won the the finals MVP. He could have won the last one that they won when they gave the kid Kevin Durant again, but it's you know something against yeah. Something against Steph. Something against Steph. I don't know what it is. I'm trying to find I'm the last a- I, I'm trying to find the light the, the last light skinned person to win. <laughs> yeah. Do light skin guys do light skin uh, that's a good question. Do light skin? Hey, we should ask players. that question. We should ask that question. Okay, in the no, group. Oh, time out. Do you consider Giannis light skin? I would say, I would say, I would say he's chocolate, man. He's chocolate. Giannis is a bit. He's not caramel. Yeah. Yeah, caramel? Yeah, he, yes, he's caramel. I mean, Kawhi definitely, you know, dark skin. Yeah. Um, LeBron, you know, has won all his dark skin. D- Durant, dark skin. Yeah, I'm telling you, Iggy, Iggy, dark skin. I mean, uh, now it, it depends on how light are we now. When you say light skin, we're not talking about Caucasian. No, no, no. I mean, we can go Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki yeah, I think won. I think Dirk was the last. Is he the last white guy to win? I think he's the last guy, that, last white guy to win it. That yes, finals. he is probably in the last twenty years. Like yes. you don't have a lot. Go of Go back guys and win. look at all your finals. Uh, it's probably you know, Larry and beforehand, before in the whiskey is probably Larry Bird. So. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't have a lot of white guys win finals MVP. Last skin guys but, don't win MVPs. Yeah, yeah, I wonder that's a good that's I'm gonna have to do, do some research on that. Yeah. Light do light skin guys win MVPs. Yeah. So that may be a question that you can uh throw on the, the uh, dinner table or the barbecue uh this summer. So, but you know, that's the kind of conversation we like to have. Light skin MVPs. Okay. So hit us up, hit us up, you know, and let us know what you guys think. Blood Brothers Ballin at gmail.com. Once again, Blood Brothers Ballin at gmail.com. Hit us up on our Facebook group, Brothers Ballin Sports. That's on Facebook. Hit us up. Let us know what, what you think. Join the group. Uh, we love, we have uh, banter and, and conversations all day. And then on Instagram at Brothers Ballin Podcast. Guys, we are excited about the NBA Finals. We're excited about the competition. Once again, be a good brother, be a good sister. Take care. Peace.